You're listening to the FC Young Adult Podcast. Hope that you are having a wonderful week so far. Last night, we wrapped up our subthread, Yours, Mine, and Ours. And we started by talking about stewardship. Last week, we talked about engaging with the marginalized. This week, we are talking about the concept of blessing. And um, I think it's really easy when we think about blessing to think about finances. And so uh, this week, we're going to talk about 10 ways to get rich quick. Just kidding. We're not going to do that. Uh, we're going to talk about a simple prayer out of First Chronicles chapter 4 um, that maybe you've heard, maybe you haven't. Um, I had a really unique experience with this prayer. My parents always had this, uh, this devotional book next to my dad's recliner. Uh, when I was growing up, and it was titled The Prayer of Jabez. And uh, I remember as a kid wondering what it was, and I think I thumbed through it a couple times, but I never really dove into it. And what we're going to look at in First Chronicles chapter 4 is simply that, the prayer of Jabez. So First Chronicles chapter 4, verse 10 says, Jabez called out to the God of Israel, If only you would bless me, extend my border, let your hand be with me, And keep me from harm, so that I will not experience pain. And God granted his request. This verse is really interesting because it falls right in the middle of a genealogy breakdown. The author is listing all the descendants of Judah and then throws this curveball of a verse right in the middle and then goes back uh, to the descendants of Judah. But this simple prayer can lead us to some great thoughts. And so, right off the top, Uh, I want to look at what the kind of anchor request is here. So he says, if only you would bless me. And then his first request is this, extend my border, extend my border. Now it's easy to assume that he's talking about land, which is completely understandable. Um, that is something that he probably was praying for because a blessing would be more land in a, in a culture where land really signified a lot. It allowed you to do more. It allowed you more influence. It increased your status. There were so many things that having land did, but it was so much more than that, that if you look at commentaries, um, if you look at, at people who have studied this, it is very, very likely that Jabez, his, his primary goal was not to get more land, but was to to receive a blessing so that he could in turn bless others. Jabez was asking for a blessing and he wanted that to be a blessing to the people around him. So from that and understanding that concept, we can ask ourselves some questions. Questions. So um, in our lives, what could we ask God to do that would not just bless us, but bless the people and the world around us? I think the first prayer that we could pray is, Lord, would you extend our opportunities? Extend our opportunities. When we are asking God to extend our borders, that will come with more opportunities to tell people about the joy that we have found in Jesus. So, Lord, would you extend our opportunities? One of my favorite passages about opportunity is found in Paul's letter to the church in Colossae, Colossians chapter 4, verses 2 through 5. Paul says this to the church. He says, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful, and pray for us too that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Be wise in the way that you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. So this is Paul writing to the church while in prison. He has taken advantage of the opportunities that have been given to him by God to preach the word, to preach the gospel, the good news of Jesus. And the result of him taking, making the most of every opportunity is that he is in prison. 
And is he telling people don't do it? No, he's saying do exactly what I'm doing. Make the most of every opportunity that the Lord, as he extends your borders, will extend your opportunities. What we have to understand is that if we pray for opportunities, God will provide them. But the question remains, will we make the most of them? Will we make the most of the opportunities that are given to us? The problem for many of us is that the opportunities sound really, really good in theory. But when presented, we get fearful about acting out on those opportunities. We think about what the repercussions could be. We think about if people reject us stepping out in those opportunities. Whatever it may be, we often operate in fear. And I am as just as guilty as anybody else time and time and time again throughout my life. One that, that, that popped up as I was preparing this message was, uh, an interaction that I had with one of the the guys downtown who was part of our transient population here in Billings. And uh, we used to go down and take just like, push pots of coffee and like granola bars. We just go down and we just offer hot cups of coffee and conversation uh, with people. And it always led to some really, really fun interactions. You have a bunch of young adults who are talking uh, to a bunch of people who are, man, in so many different uh, life circumstances of what got them to living on the streets of this town that we live in. And I remember we were hanging out in one of our parking lots downtown by a Hardee's and, um, we, we brought these push pots and there was like 20 people and we kind of like gathered together and we're just like pouring people cups of coffee, having conversations. And I noticed this one guy who was just sitting off to the side, not engaging. And I just felt like the Lord was like, go engage with him. And I didn't. I didn't engage with him. I I was kind of afraid. I kind of made excuses. I was like, man, if he wanted to, if he wanted to engage with us, he would have walked over just like everybody else. I don't want to like, you know, like infringe upon his territory and like come up and like force him into conversation. I justified it in my own head. And I left and I couldn't stop thinking about him. I just could not stop thinking about him. The Lord had nudged me multiple times in, in that like 10 minutes that we were in that parking lot and I never went over there. So the next month we go back downtown and we go to the same place and there's a large group in the same location and this same guy is sitting there and he is once again not engaging with us. And once again, the Lord kind of nudged me like, go talk to this guy. So I went over and had a conversation with him and it was one of the best conversations I've ever had. This guy's name was Rick. Um, Man, he was he was so kind and soft spoken, but uh, I got to tell him that I was a pastor. I got to tell him that I loved Jesus, and we had a really good conversation. And he he communicated that he loved Jesus too, but he he thought that he had kind of um, ruined uh, his relationship with Jesus. That that while he still believed that Jesus is who he said he was, he didn't believe that God could love him because of all the mistakes that he had made. He was a wounded vet. He was a dad. Um, who had essentially abandoned his daughter in Arizona. And I got to pray for him. I got to encourage him. Um, I prayed for restoration of relationship with his daughter. I prayed that he would go find her, um, that there would just be something miraculous that happened in Rick's life. And I left that conversation being like, Lord, thank you for the opportunity. I feel like I, I did what you asked me to do, and it blessed me more than it probably ever blessed Rick. And I remember going back the following month, so this is this is the third month in a row that we've gone down there and Rick wasn't there. And I don't know. I don't know if Rick went back to Arizona. I don't know if he found his daughter. I sure hope he did. But what I do know is that I got to walk out that the rest of that night going, I did what God asked me to do. 
And too often, I don't take advantage and I don't make the most of the opportunities that Jesus presents. But when I did, man, I, I was blessed beyond anything that I could have hoped or imagined, that, that it was something that I got to carry with me. And it encouraged me that the next time that the Lord nudged me to have a conversation with somebody that I didn't want to have a conversation with, I, that I should take it the first time, not wait a month or two months to have the conversation. So what can we do to extend our opportunities? What can we do to make the most of our opportunities? I think that as we pray for an increase in opportunities, we should simultaneously be praying for an increase in discernment so we know what to do and having the courage to do them no matter the cost. That we would be people that we say, Lord, expand my borders, expand my opportunities, and don't just give me opportunities, but help me to act out and make the most of the opportunities that are presented. Another prayer that we can pray is, Lord, would you extend our gifts and abilities? 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 14 through 16 says, Don't neglect the gift that is in you. It was given to you through prophecy with the laying on of hands by the council of elders. Practice these things. Be committed to them so that your progress may be evident to all. Pay close attention to your life and to your teaching. Persevere in these things, for in doing this, you will save both yourself and your hearers. You see, as we pray for God to extend or expand the gifts that, that he's given each one of us, we must also be people who actually put those things into practice. There's there's a, say, a saying that many of us have heard that it's faithful with little, faithful with much, that, that if we can be people who are faithful with the gifts and abilities that God has given us up to this point, that God will expand those things. He will extend those things. He will increase those things in our lives. And it can be really easy for us to neglect the gifts that Jesus has instilled within us. There's so many excuses that we can make as to why we aren't using them. Oh, well, I'm not being given those opportunities, or, or people are really shutting me down, or it feels like doors are closing, whatever it may be. But what if we stopped making excuses? What if we stop making excuses? What if we actually leaned in and used the gifts and abilities that God has given us to expand the kingdom of God, to love people really well, to serve people? What if we did that and then we watched God expand those gifts and abilities? What would happen? What if we refused to stuff them? What if we refused to neglect them and, and we instead used what we had for the people around us and watched God do immeasurably more than we could ever ask or imagine, more than we ever thought possible? I want to find out what God is willing to do with the gifts and abilities that he has faithfully given to me. I want to faithfully obey those things. And I think that you do too. I think that we want to be a community of people that can say, Man, I wonder what God would do if we all just stepped out in faithfulness and we used the gifts and abilities that God has given us and then watched him give us even more to impact the world around us. Another prayer that we could pray would be, Lord, would you extend our authority? Luke chapter 9, verses 1 and 2 says, Summoning the twelve, he gave them power and authority over all the demons and to heal diseases. Then he sent them, sent them to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. So when we talk about God expanding our authority, it's not an authority to rule over or to be in charge of, but the spiritual authority to share the message of the gospel with confidence and to share the message of the gospel with clarity. That, that the authority that we would be given would be spiritual in nature. It's not something where we all of a sudden become the boss of a team or whatever it may be, but we would be people who are given spiritual authority to communicate the good news of Jesus with confidence and clarity. When we surrender our lives to Christ, we walk out every single day with authority to do all of the things that God called us to do, that Jesus said, in fact, that we would do greater things than even he did, that we read scriptures and we see that Jesus does miraculous things. He heals, he, he prophesies, he does all of these things in, in the lives of people and people are just drawn to him because they know how much he cares. 
They know how much he loves. He knows they know how much grace and mercy that he has and how much power he has, not because he is operating even in his own strength, but operating through the Father's strength. He says it constantly that we would be people who would model ourselves after that, that the spiritual authority that we have been given is a confidence in who he is, not a confidence in who we are. Because we must understand that the confidence and spiritual authority do not mean arrogance. Arrogance comes from reliance on self. But if we can identify that we are reliant on him, we get to watch God work through the power that he has given each one of us. We get to watch God work through the spiritual authority that he has given each one of us. Another prayer, Lord, would you extend our relational borders? Would you extend our relational borders? Influence is something that we all have. That really isn't, uh, there really isn't arguing that. Uh, what we do with our influence will determine a lot when it comes to our lives, and it'll term- determine a lot when it comes to our walk with Jesus. And no matter what our sphere of influence looks like, big or small, it's still vital that we make that influence as God-honoring as possible. Because some of us don't have huge influences. Some of us do. Some of us have way more influence than we think. And some of us have a lot less influence than we really think. But no matter what our level of influence and no matter where that influence is taking place, the call of a follower of Jesus is to make sure that that influence pushes people towards Jesus that it pushes them towards love and forgiveness and grace, and that it would be an influence that is always, always, always God-honoring. Titus chapter 2, verses 7 through 8 says, In everything, make yourself an example of the good works that you have with integrity and dignity in your teaching. Your message is to be sound beyond reproach so that any opponent will be ashamed because he doesn't have anything bad to say about us. Our humanity can easily push us towards wanting to influence more people so that our name is known. But we want to extend our relational borders so that more people know Jesus, not us. That God would give us open doors to step into different friend groups. That he would give us open doors to step into different job opportunities, to step into different areas, physical areas where we get to meet people that we don't know and still hold on to the influence that we have with the people that we have either grown up with or that we are currently in relationship with right now. But we want to extend our relational borders, not so that we're known, but so that he's known. This passage says integrity, dignity, and a message that is beyond reproach, that we would be an example to the watching world. Let us never be in the business of making this life about ourselves, but always making it about Jesus. Now, maybe we've been talking through this and you're like, Evan, I'm pretty comfortable with where I'm at. (laughs) Asking for God to expand anything in my life sounds pretty stressful. And I completely get that. But can I ask those of us who feel that way a challenging question? What if we are thinking too small? What if when we say, I'm kind of at my capacity, we are thinking too small when it comes to what God wants to do in our life? As uncomfortable as it can be in seasons of our lives, my prayer is that each of us would constantly be people who pray pray like Jabez, that we can be people who ask for extended borders always. And the reason that we can ask for extended borders always is because Jesus is with us always. That yes, our capacity might be at its limit, but his never is. We can, ex- we can ask for extend- extended borders because Jesus is with us always. The truth is that none of what we've talked about up to this point is possible without Jesus. We know that. Jabez knew that. That's why the next part of the prayer is our next point. That, that He says, God, would you let your hand be with me? He says, expand my borders and let your hand be with me. None of it will matter if God is not with us in it. 
Expansion of our borders in any area of our lives will only come from the overflowing blessing that is Jesus. As he pours into us, it is the overflow of our lives that will impact the world around us. Let me say that again. As he pours into us, it is the overflow of our lives that will impact the world around us. We live in a culture that often tells us to be independent. And there can be validity to that statement, that posture, that we want to be self-starters. And we want to say we're not, we're not dependent on other people to do what we're supposed to do, all of those types of things. But as followers of Jesus, when it comes to expanding the kingdom of God and loving people really well, we must be. We must be desperately dependent on Jesus. That we are not independent in our walk with Jesus, but desperately dependent on Jesus. So Jabez prays for expanded borders. He prays for God to be with him always. And then he throws in a keep me from harm so that I will not experience pain. And we're not going to camp here for a really long time, but but we read that and we can be like, yeah, that's a solid request. Like we all would nod our heads and say like, yeah, I, I don't want any pain in my life. But if we look at the original translations and the backstory of Jabez, he, what, what happened is that he caused his mother extreme pain in childbirth. His name actually meant pain. That's a brutal way. Like, hey, your name means pain. And he's carrying that with him. And if we were to actually look at this, um, it would probably read more like this in our language that would be, keep me from harm so that I won't in turn cause harm. Keep me from harm so that I won't in turn cause harm. We've all heard the phrase like hurt people, hurt people. Jabez, this just speaks to his character that he wants He wants to to not be in harm so that he doesn't end up hurting anybody else. He probably carries some guilt with him for, for the pain that he caused his mother, the name that he has, all of those different things. So he's saying, Lord, I don't want to, I don't want to cause harm. I want to cause blessing to people. It speaks to his character. And I think that we would all agree that we don't want to be people who cause harm, but we want to be people who only cause people to feel blessed, that the interactions that they have with us would be a blessing from the Lord, that they would feel loved and accepted and motivated and encouraged and all of those types of things, that we would be people who bring a blessing with us. So how does the verse end? It says, expand my borders. Would your hand be with me? Keep me from harm so that I may not harm. And then it says, and God granted his request. And God granted his request. We should not be hesitant to come before God with confidence. He is our king, but he's also our father. He wants to bless us. He wants to use us. Scripture says that we are to come before the throne of God with confidence. That yes, he is our king. Yes, he is our creator, but he is also a father that wants to grant our requests. I think about when I get home from work. I have a three-year-old daughter, and uh, she she's just in a stage of her life where she just loves dad and dad loves that. It's so, so amazing. The first two and a half years of her life, she could have done life without me. She was all mom. And now for the last six months, it's just been dad, dad, dad. I get to put her to bed at night. I get to interact with her. But one of my favorite things is when I get home, when I get home, I open the door and she screams, dad's here, dad's here, dad's here. And she runs. I mean, runs, sprints to me sprints into my arms. And I think that that is how we're supposed to go before God. That we can understand that he's powerful. We can understand that he's our king, that he's our ruler, that he's our creator, but he's also our dad. That we would be people who sprint before the Lord. And that as my daughter raises her hand in a request for me to pick her up, that we would raise our hands before the Lord for him to pick us up, for him to, to encourage us, for him to grant whatever request that we may have, that we can come before him in confidence. My daughter knows that every time she asks to be picked up, I'm going to pick her up. We should know that we have a God, that if we come before him, he will grant our request. He wants what is best for us. 
God is not an ATM. It doesn't mean that every single time we want something, we will get. But if we don't ask for him to expand our borders, if we don't ask for more opportunities, if we don't ask for, for relational borders to be expanded or, or for our gifts and abilities to be expanded, if we don't ask for those things, we cannot complain when it feels like our borders aren't moving. So let's be people who, who make big requests for the Lord to move in mighty ways in our lives. And we, we have a holy expectation that God will use us. But would we be people who make the most of every opportunity? Would we be people who make the most of the gifts and abilities that he's given us? Would we make the most of the influence we've, we've been given? And would we understand that it's not about us? It's always, always, always about him. Thank you for listening to the FC Young Adult Podcast. If you are in the Billings area, we would love to see you at our in-person gatherings on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. If you're unable to attend in person, there are always ways to engage online. Follow along through Instagram at faithchapel.ya or find our ministry page at faithchapel.cc. You are loved.